do it. Hi, it's 706. It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis on KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, this case against Hillary Clinton and the Clintons and the Obama administration and everybody else is getting bigger. The Uranium One case, the lawyer for the FBI informant says... If the non-disclosure agreement is lifted, he has information about what the Russians wanted from Hillary. He could talk about the bribery. A reporter, John Solomon from The Hill, said there are videotapes and recordings of what went down. Jeff Session needs to lift the non-disclosure agreement, get this guy singing like a canary. It's what needs to happen. I'm telling you, this, this might lead to a perp walk, which would be fantastic. Second thing that I think you need to know <laughs> illegal aliens literally jump they jump the fence down where the Trump border wall uh prototypes are being built in San Diego they jump the the it, poor excuse for offense that is there now while MSNBC is doing a live report about the Trump border fence prototypes border wall prototypes literally the reporter had to cover it oh my god what's going on over there uh this I mean, this happened. This had to happen for a reason. It had to happen for a reason. Someone made it happen, maybe from, from up above, to show to everyone that a wall is needed. Fantastic stuff. Videos on my page, knst.com, and on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Radio. Like it and follow it. Third thing I think you need to know, uh, Book Richardson, the U of A assistant coach who got canned because he got caught basically um, accepting cash, trying to push players uh from the U of A to certain agents and lawyers and financial people, and of course was involved in paying players, according to the FBI documents, to get them to come play at the U of A. Uh, he is appealing his firing. Good luck with that. His, uh, his book, Richardson, has a lawyer named Brick. I swear to God, his name is Brick. And and he is saying that he hasn't been found guilty of anything, so uh, he shouldn't have been fired. What, do you want him coaching still? No, just get paid. So book represented by Brick says it's not fair. Three things I think you need to know. Talked about a big story yesterday uh, in Oro Valley, of course, as you know, uh, just north of Tucson, but it's the greater Tucson area and it's the Tucson way of thinking. There was supposed to be a big conference in March, an immigration conference from VDARE, VDARE.com, the letter V D A R E D A R E.com, VDARE.com. Uh, and they were supposed to come here and they're against illegal immigration. Fantastic. Apparently, uh, some pro amnesty liberal groups called the hotel to put the fear of God in him and say, oh, you're going to have a bunch of white supremacists there, things like that. And the hotel canceled the conference. We need business here, right? Are you kidding me? And I talked about how they had the Mexican-American Studies Conference there uh, a couple years ago, where they actually had to escort some people out of there that were involved in the conference arguing over Mexican-American studies. Uh, the editor of VDare.com, uh, Peter Brimelow, joins us now to talk about this. Peter, how you doing, man? Good morning, Garrett. It's a wet day here in the Connecticut Berkshires. Oh, is oh yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. You're out there in Connecticut, the high tax state of Connecticut. Let me tell you, it that's is dry. Absolutely. It is warm. It's going to be 92 here today. It's beautiful. <laughs> Can't beat it. Can't beat it. Um, so before we get into the background of your uh, website and people uh, contributing and the ideas and thoughts and beliefs, I'm just wondering what made you choose Oro Valley and, and the Greater Tucson area for your conference. Well, uh, first of all, it, <laughs> it's a great area. But secondly, what we do when we try to, when we, uh, we try to have conferences, we put out to bids. We, we ask for bids on conferences, and uh, a number of hotels bid on uh, the conference business, and and, and uh, Conquistador was one of them. 
And we chose it uh, for a variety of reasons. One is near a major airport, and it looked like a nice place. And Arizona is a great state for us because the immigration issue is so hot. Yeah, it it really is. So you chose it for that. You had a good deal. How far in advance did you did you make the uh, the arrangements to book this? We made the arrangements uh, not very long ago, about a, 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 a six weeks ago. Uh, uh, and uh, as you know, the conference was to be held in the next next year. Yeah, in March of next year. Uh, would have been beautiful uh, weather, year, too. Yeah. Beautiful weather. would have been fantastic. Um, so, all right. So you're thinking everything's good, everything's fine, and then you get a phone call. What happened? Well, honestly, Guy, we well, know from experience that, uh, that this is going to happen. This is the third conference that the hotel has canceled on us this year. Wow. And what happens is, you know, the people who run these hotels think they live in America. They think they live in a free society. And they look at our, our site, speedair.com, which is a perfectly respectable site, uh, focused on immigration reform. It's basically supporting the president's agenda, although we've been around a lot longer than that. And they just think, that, what could go wrong? Well, they don't realize it. This gang of uh, leftist uh, cultural Marxist vigilantes out there, people like the Southern Poverty Law Center and Media Matters and so on, are going to start calling up their corporate headquarters and, and uh, whining about it and uh, implying violence. And, uh, and that, then what, what happens is usually the, uh, what I imagine happened here is the, uh, the corporate headquarters for Hilton uh, just told them to back down. Of course, the problem is, and this is the really extraordinary thing, is that we have a contract with these people. So, uh, as we did, we did with uh, Cheyenne Mountain Lodge in, in Colorado uh, for the roughly the same time, and uh, they, they, uh, they have to pay, you see. I mean, they're breaking the contract, and they're, 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 uh, they're what's called liquidated damages. So that's what we'll be arguing about now. So this is a very expensive thing for these hotels to do, and it's, uh, it's evidence of the extraordinary power of the, of the totalitarian left in the culture. Yeah, well, l- listen, and by the way, Peter Brimelow is who you're listening to. He's the editor of V Dare, V, the letter V, D-A-R-E, VDare.com, and he's on KNST AM 790. We just witnessed this here in Tucson because a restaurant decided to post their beliefs in Trump and everything. They didn't put anything racist, anything wrong. They decided to post it on Facebook, yep. and they got threatened so much with violence that the owner's like, I don't think that we need to deal with this stuff. He was told, we were going to burn your, you down. We want your family to be in the restaurant. We burn it down. All this stuff. Right. So he closed down. We tweeted about that. Of course, the amazing thing about that story is that the, the guys actually said in, in their original post that they were in favor of legal immigration yes. as opposed to illegal immigration. Yes. Now, we're, at vdare.com, we're very critical of legal immigration. We think it's far too high. Yeah. As the president thinks it, uh, it is, he's endorsed uh, Senator, Corker's, Senator uh, Cotton's uh, raise act to, to, to Harvard. Uh, but, but these people, are much, those people in that restaurant, those poor restaurant owners, are much more, uh, uh, you know, closer, closer to the liberal consensus on, on, it, on it. But they still got closed down. Yeah, they, yeah, they really did. So, how many years have you been doing these conferences? Well, you know, VDA has been around since 1999. Yeah. I launched on Christmas Eve of 1999, but we haven't actually started been trying to do conferences until until this year. And that's partly because we're, we're well aware of the fact that, uh, you know, it's a very difficult thing to do. And these uh, and uh, we know that these uh, culture Marxist groups will come and try and close us down. And that you can't rely on the capitalist class to defend, uh, to demand defense free speech. So, so we've, but, but we've started a campaign to do it because we just want to see what's going to happen, you know. I mean, it, what, what, it, what it demonstrates is that there is simply no longer free speech in America. The left, the left is determined to repress opposition. Uh, uh, particularly on the issue of immigration, because they know that immigration is the only way, continued third world immigration is the only way they're ever going to come to power in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, have you guys ever, 
and I just have to ask this: you, Have you guys ever preached violence or any no, kind of thing? No, of course not. Nothing yeah. illegal of any kind. You know, I, I, I've, I've been a, a financial journalist for forty years. I wrote Forbes for Fortune for the Wall Street Journal. You know, for National Review. I, you know, I'm a perfectly boring Orthodox. Uh, uh, you know, elderly, uh, uh, conservative uh, journalist. Uh, so no, we've never done anything like that. Doesn't make any difference, though. You ever think of just you know using their tactics and just uh, just saying, you know what, we need a safe space, which is why we're trying to have a conference to talk about what we want. You well, guys, you know, you, uh, uh, if we were to hold these events in a, in a, on a state-owned facility. It will be governed by the First Amendment, and we could hold it there, and we will fall back on that if we have to. There is another group of American Renaissance who we're friendly with who, who finally did that because they had so many conferences canceled in, uh, in D.C. and elsewhere. Uh, but, but, you know, we think we ought to make a point here. We, 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 we want to see if we can find, you know, an honorable capitalist who, who, have, uh, who, will, get, who will let us go to a private enterprise, uh, private enterprise hotel. And as I say, the bizarre thing about this is that these people have to pay very considerable sums of money to cancel these conferences. Any idea? Can you, can you let us know how much money the – because I know the owner of the hotel uh, – do you know well, how much you know, they have to pay you? We're still at the early stages. Uh, it, it, it's a five-figure sum, and that's wow. the contract. Uh, in the case of, of Cheyenne Mountain Lodge, which, which counted on us uh, about two months ago, they had to pay us $47,000. Wow. So, okay. You, so, I mean, the, 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 it just shows you how terrified these, uh, these uh, uh, you know, hotel owners are. And did, did they just send an email to you, Peter, or did they have the, yeah. the DCC to call you? We just got an email. We didn't, we didn't know about it until Friday when we started to get calls from left-wing press. But, uh, but uh, the, uh, they sent us an email uh, on Friday saying that they were withdrawn. And they just vaguely said that it's because of, of uh, headlines, you know. Mm-hmm. But, of course, uh, in other words, the, the, the various uh, violent demonstrations that have occurred in the, last, in the last little while. But they signed this contract after the Charlottesville fiasco. Yeah. Uh, you, know, no you know, they always point to the Charlottesville stuff. It's like they totally ignore things that happen, like when the, the crazy guy shot up the Republican lawmakers on the baseball field. Uh, well, you know, I, I have a different view of what happened at Charlottesville, which is probably more you want to get into right now. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is those people those people have the right, First Amendment right to assemble. The, mm-hmm. the president was absolutely correct that, that, uh, that there were good, good people on both sides there. No, no, listen. They had the First no, Amendment right to assemble. Actually. And, and, and they were... The Charlottesville City Council and the and the uh, governor of Virginia uh, overruled him. No, no, yeah, listen, I'm I'm in agreement with you. Like that's the great thing about America is that people have the right to be morons. They have the right to say what they want. We can disagree with it. Not anymore. Uh, well, yeah, used to. The, uh, used to. As the left is concerned. And then again, you know, you sit back and say, and I saw these stories, man. I mean, it was right after uh, it was probably about a week or so after that uh, a horrible incident in Charlottesville. There was a story out of Dallas where you had uh, a group of black people saying, keep up the monuments. And that's why they want the monuments to stay up. So it's not a white supremacist thing. It's, it's, a, it's a historical thing, and they wanted to see it up there. And they are, like the president said, there are some good people that actually want to make sure the history of this country oh, is maintained. Oh, people who are, yeah. you know, who, are, who are there because they don't want the monuments taken down. Now, we had nothing to do with Charlottesville. That's no, of course not. Yeah. We didn't advertise it. We did, had nobody there. We weren't asked to speak. We had nothing whatever to do with it. So, so uh, 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 as I say, we booked this, um, this conference in Arizona after Charlottesville. So they, they knew about it. Well, so what were you going to do, by the way? What, what was going to be the agenda? What was going to be uh, planned for this conference? Well, we have a number of writers who are very popular. 
and we would go with it. We'd have them make presentations. People like Steve Sale in in, uh, in California and John Derbyshire. I would probably speak. We would probably have a debate about some aspects of the you know the, uh, immigration immigration question. And, and uh, you know, we were just we were actually just beginning to work on the agenda. Well, we have some maniacs here. You know, John McCain, Jeff Flake, Raul Grijalva. Would you have invited them to come speak at your event as well? Um, yes, I mean, of course, well, there's no chance of ever coming, of course. I mean, uh, uh, and uh, I don't expect them to support our, our first memorized just to assemble and speak in, in Arizona. But we, 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 we you know, we, we're basically exploring different aspects of what the, what the president won on, which was restricting, I mean, control, you know, abolishing, ending legal immigration and restricting, uh, restricting legal immigration in the interests of the American workforce and, and, you know, getting wages up and so on. We'll probably have something on the economics of immigration and, and that kind of thing. These are all things that are on the side already. We have, we've been publishing since 1999. We have over 250,000 items on this site wow. discussing various aspects of, uh, of the, uh, you know, the immigration disaster, the post-1965 immigration disaster. You know, you're, uh, you, you, I, I, I have so much more I want to talk. Do you have time to hang on for another few minutes? We have to take sure. a commercial break. Is that okay? Sure. And then uh, real quick, why do British guys like you always sound like rock stars? <laughs> you know, I've been here for 47 years. It's just not rubbed off. <laughs> there you go. Hang on for me. Peter Brimelow, uh, the editor of VDare.com, whose conference was canceled because... Uh, the El Conquistador up in Oro Valley, El Conquistador, got a bunch of uh, phone calls where they were tricked into thinking they're like a hate group and they're going to do bad things. We're going to continue. I want to get his take on uh, uh, cotton, uh, cotton and Purdue's bill, which I like, the Raise Act, uh, what should happen, why people are scared. It's coming up in 5 KNST AM 792 Tucson's most stimulating talk. You're shot at $1,000 now. Text the word LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. 726, continuing. This is, uh, this is awesome, getting people emailing, too. I've never heard of vdare.com. Thanks for having him on, blah, blah, blah. So apparently uh, Peter Brimlow, who uh, was kind enough to hang around, joins us again. Uh, Peter is uh, becoming more and more... Uh, followed and liked as if you weren't before i mean i'm nothing you you've been around for a long time writing for great places so <laughs> getting old, yeah. you know but hey you know as long as we help each other out that's fantastic so um you were just gonna have basically discussions about immigration uh were you surprised yeah. i mean i mean you probably weren't surprised but the fact that that um you got the email saying that apparently we were warned hill and Alcon, he said, or up in oro valley says we were warned that you uh you might have uh you know bring some violence like charlottesville and things like that which is just so ludicrous all they said to us was well they said in the statement is that they've done it because of the safety of their guests because we didn't threaten the safety of the guests what's happening is the left is exercising a hacker's veto and nobody's standing up to them. Yeah. Now, what are they going to bring? Uh, Antifa or something? This is just insane. Southern Poverty Law Center is the one that ratted you out along with Media Matters, two big lefty groups. And this is after Southern Poverty Law Center, uh, Center got caught uh, getting ten, uh, putting tens of millions of dollars in offshore accounts to avoid paying taxes. Well, the Southern Poverty Law Center, we've gotten on VDA.com, uh, we've quite a number of articles where we actually look at the 990s, you know, the documents they have to file. And it's an extraordinary thing. It's basically a huge hedge fund with the small public interest law, law firm attached. And it's kind of funny. I mean, it's amazing that they can still raise money because they've, they've got hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank, and yet they, they're still trying to raise money off of, uh, you know, uh, elderly, elderly uh, people who are frightened of the Holocaust. You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's uh, what their modus operandi is. This Media Matters group is more of a Soros-funded operation. 
Uh, and uh, they, they spend a great deal of time t- trying to prevent this debate. Uh, they would prevent the president if they could. I mean, supposing he came to, 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 to speak in Tucson, what would happen? Well, we know what would happen. They would, they would organize a huge riot, and then they would say it was his fault. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're right. And this is, you know, this, Tucson is kind of like the Austin of Arizona. It, right. it's, it's kind of a, it, it kind of stinks. Granted, of course, our senators belong here as well. Um, what do you think, real quick, before we talk about your theories on uh, on immigration and what they should be lowered and things like that? What do you think about that uh, video on MSNBC where they were trying to cover the or they were covering the Trump border <laughs> wall prototype and illegal aliens jumped over the the poor excuse of offense that's already there live on TV? I just can't make this stuff up. There's some evidence that uh, that illegal immigration on the southern border is picking up again. But I have to say, uh, Garrett, you know, the president has actually been, and we follow these numbers very closely on VDAD.com, he's been very successful in, 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 stop, in stopping the great influx which was going on under, under Obama. In fact, the last two months there's actually been a decrease in the immigrant workforce in the country. They're actually leaving. You've got to look at you know, the exits as well as the entrances. Uh, on a net basis, uh, the, 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 he's had tremendous this impact and that's just through just through uh, enforcing the law he's not passed any legislation yet no he has not thanks to congress doing literally nothing uh what do you think of the president's 70-point plan on immigration oh we thought it was great i mean uh th- th- there are some very good people in the in the administration on immigration it's uh i mean it's, it's like night and day to compare to how it was under obama for that matter under george bush it was utterly awful yeah it really was and and you know when candidate trump was going around uh, he was saying some some great things, things that really got people going. And it, it seemed like it's, when he got in the White House, he kind of softened up a little bit, I think maybe to see if he could play ball and get deals done. It seems right. like now he is back to what candidate Trump would say about immigration, illegal immigration. Right. I think that Trump's heart is really in the right place uh, on, on, on this issue because there have been so many occasions now when people said, look, he's given up, he's backtracked, he's U-turned, all this kind of thing, which is what you would expect from a conventional Republican. But he always comes back. He's always come back. He's always come back to to come back to highlight. Even over this over this recent uh, apparent surrender of a DACA, he then puts out his 70, 71 point, 72 point plan. So I think his heart's really in the right place. There's no doubt that the Republican establishment and all, a lot of the people in the White House would like to capitulate. They would like to have amnesty. Uh, they, they, you know, if it was up to them, they would have had amnesty years ago. Uh, and we're speaking with Peter Brimelow. He is the editor of vdare.com, and he is on KNST AM 790. He had his conference canceled. Uh, because the Hillnell Conquistador was scared that there'd be some bad things happening if uh, they had an immigration conference, which is which is pretty pathetic. Uh, what do you think about a deal? You know, the president seems to want to make a deal. I know a, a lot of the DOC recipients, I talked to the guy that works at Fairnow, Matt O'Brien, who used to be in charge of, of looking at the applications for DACA, for USCIS, and he says it was ripe with fraud. You think the president should slow down? Can he actually slow down if he wants to make a deal with DACA people to say, give me the wall, give me what I want, and we'll make DACA people legal uh should should he demand more and say we need to look at everybody that applied i i my general opinion and that of most of my writers uh guard is that there should be an immigration moratorium no legal immigration no net immigration for 10 20 years and we think there should be a, a serious effort made to, to to liquidate the illegal presence in the country to make them go home and you can do that if you have you verify this computerized way of looking at uh uh, at whether people have uh, a status here or not. Well, the Democrats are obviously dead set against that. The point is the Democrats don't want to deal. They just want the whole, the whole enchilada. They yeah. want the whole thing. They, they, because they, and they've got to say that because they, they uh, you know, they've become an identity politics party. 
and they have these very these very wild up ethnic factions, uh, including the, the all these DACA recipients themselves, who are not children. They they range from about twenty to forty in age, and and they're fanatical on these questions. And they won't allow any any, any compromise at all, mm-hmm. and the Democrats can't stand up to them. No, uh, I want to get your take. Uh, can you hang on for me for just a couple sure. of minutes? Is all right. All right, Peter Brimelow, uh, the editor for vdare.com, the letter V, D-A-R-E dot com. Again, his conference canceled here in uh, in Oro Valley, the greater Tucson area. Uh, we get his take on the RAISE Act, which I think is fantastic, and why he thinks we need to basically stop immigration. I think it seems to be common sense, but we'll get to that as well. Don't go anywhere. We're back in about 6, 732 on KNST. Here's five. Eggs, bacon, pancakes, coffee. It sounds like a great breakfast, but it's missing something. Stimulation. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Ah, yes, 739. How you doing? Three things I think you need to know. Uh, Number one, this whole situation with Uranium One scandal, it's it's huge. Uh, The lawyer for the FBI informant that is uh, wanting to speak, waiting for the Attorney General to lift the... uh, the non-disclosure agreement so he can start singing like Canary Bird says that he witnessed everything, the bribery, the kickbacks, that kind of stuff, all that stuff, all that stuff. And apparently a reporter, John Solomon for the Hill, says there's recordings and videotapes. Oh, it's there. Second thing that I think you need to know, illegal aliens jumped the border fence, the weak excuse for a border fence, live during an MSNBC report. On the Trump border wall. They're right there. These big prototypes are right there. And illegals jump the fence to show how weak it is. You can't get better timing. You see that video right now at KNST.com on my page. Third thing I think you need to know. Book Richardson, U of A assistant coach that has been fired because of his uh, uh, allegations from the FBI that he was taking money and uh, paying players and getting payers played to come play at the U of A. His lawyer, who literally is named Brick, which is a bad name for a basketball coach's lawyer. Uh, the guy's named Brick said uh, he should not have lost his job. He hasn't been guilty of anything, so, like, pay him. So they're appealing that. Good luck. Three things I think you need to know. Continuing with Peter Brimelow from vdare.com, the letter V-D-A-R-E.com, on KNST AM 790. Uh, Peter, thanks for hanging out. Um, Great. And Peter, again, his, uh, pre- his, uh, his conference, his immigration conference, which is supposed to be up in Oro Valley in March at the Hillnell Conquistador, uh, owned by Umberto Lopez in town, and uh, it was canceled because uh, they were told that Bad things were going to happen. You could have like another race riot or something like that. It was a, it's just an immigration conference. That's all it is. Um, curious, man. You're from Britain. Why do you know more about uh, immigration and illegal immigration than a lot of Americans? <laughs> well, you know, that, uh, most immigrants to this country, have, illegal immigrants anyway, have a pretty low view of the immigration, uh, immigration system because they know how irrational and difficult it is. Uh, but they, I got interested in immigration. I've been here since 1970. I came here to go to Stanford to the business school in 1970. Uh, uh, and I, I was fascinated by immigration partly because I was deeply influenced by a British politician called Enoch Powell, who about two years earlier made a speech about immigration and what, and what it meant to be a nation. And, and would it transform the nation if you bring people in a very different cultures and backgrounds and so on. And I, I, I applied that. As it happened, the U.S. had just recently, in, in 1965, just a couple, five years early, passed the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Immigration Act under, under Johnson, which completely transformed uh, uh, what was going on. Prior to that, for 40-odd years, there'd been almost no immigration at all into the U.S. And then they changed it and quite in, uh, perhaps inadvertently kicked off this tremendous flood of immigration that's been going on ever since. And we could see the impact of that immediately, and the guy who got fascinated by it. 
So going back to 1965, that Immigration Act was passed because Democrats realized they need more voters, pretty much. Isn't that with chain migration? I think that's that's what they saw. At the time, uh, Teddy Kennedy, who was the floor manager for the bill, gave the most explicit assurances that there wouldn't be more than 100,000 immigrants coming in a year and that that the the ethnic balance of the country wouldn't wouldn't be changed. All this turned out to be completely true, or completely false. There have been over a million immigrants a year since then, legal immigrants a year since then. And uh, what the act did was it, it choked off immigration from the traditional sources that Americans have come from, the traditional places in, in Europe and so on, and uh, tra- uh, transferred it to uh, just a few countries in the third world. These countries were able to capture the inflow because of the way the chain migration system works. Once you're in the country, you can sponsor and relatives, and you get priority over, uh, over everybody else. And that's something which I think uh, well, it certainly wasn't understood by the legislators when they put that through. It is possible, and I think it is probable, that there were people in the Kennedy administration the Johnson administration knew what would happen and wanted it to happen. They wanted to transform the country ethnically mm. because they wanted to uh, build up a, a left-wing party based on uh, third-world voters. And that's what it is, because like, people are going to accuse you and, and, uh, and your website and the contributors of being racist. You want America to be white. It has nothing right. to do with that. Nothing. To Actually, do with the that. term of art right now seems to be white supremacist. Yeah. I think maybe the left has gotten, uh, they've realized that people are kind of bored with hearing about racism all the time. You know, the people just don't believe it anymore. So they shifted to this new term, white supremacy. And if you notice, uh, there's the Democratic senator from Ohio, Sherrod Brown, over the weekend on the talk shows, said that the White House is riddled by white supremacists. You know, so they're, they're making this accusation hmm. very broadly, very wildly. Yep, then I'm thinking... But the thing you can say about Trump, you know, is he's never said anything at all that uh, really, really reflects on race. As far as I can see, he's a pure civic nationalist. Uh, he, you know, he's, he's never discussed, uh, you know, uh, the ethnic, ethnic issues involved in immigration and why we, why we should be in the process of forcing uh, American whites into a minority, which is what actually is happening because through public policy. He never mentions that. We yeah. mention it. He doesn't. So uh, are, are you afraid of that? Uh, whites becoming a minority in America? Yeah, I think it has... Uh, uh, I mean, it's an ethnic transformation without precedent in the history of the world. It does have parallels now, in, in, uh, because that's going to happen in Europe uh, uh, because of this great Muslim influx. Uh, and, he, uh, you know, it's incumbent on the people who are in favor of this to explain why it's going to work. You know, I mean, the, 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 the America is not an idea. It's not just an idea. It's an organic community which, you know, is descended from the people who came here uh, before the revolution. And uh, they, they, they run it, they designed it, and in, in, uh, it, it suited them. The society they built it suited them and fitted them. And we don't know it's going to fit uh, the other people who have been, who have been brought in. And that's the thing. I don't know. I if, you know I, we both have yeah. young children. I'm, uh, you've just a 12 week, a 12 week old child? Yeah, 12 week old. Yeah. Well, you know, on the current uh, Census Bureau projections, uh, whites will go into minority in the U.S. sometime around about 2040. So, so our children. I have a two-year-old. Our children are coming in the twenties when this happens. So, what do you what say? What do you, what do you say to the minorities, though, that say, "Well, we're the minority, so what's the difference?" Well, I guess the difference is that that uh, you know, Americans by and large have tried to build a fair and just society, but I, I don't know that uh, Mexico is a fair and just society. Yeah. So the extent to which the country becomes Mexico, it might not be a fair and just society. So that's what it is. And it's, the question it's, is, why yeah. take the risk? Yeah. Why are we doing this? Yeah. And you see, I, I'm an economist, I guess. And, you know, I spent uh, 40 years in financial journalism. Mm. And the amazing thing to me about the great, great influx that's going on, unleashed by the 65 Act, is that you, it, it's, it's the consensus among labor economists that it doesn't benefit Americans in aggregate. 
Americans in aggregate, in aggregate are not better off because of this great influx. It does have a tremendous region, that's because although it increases GDP, the gross domestic product, the size of the economy, almost all that is captured by the immigrants themselves in wages. What it does do, though, is it shifts a tremendous amount of income from labor, labor to capital, something like 3% of GDP. Uh, it shifted from, it, it increases poverty and it depresses wages. And that's why country club Republicans are in favor of them. Yep. And, and it, it can be explained in very crudely Marxist terms. It's sort of ironic, really, that, that all these Marxists on the left are in favor of immigration because it is really destroying the working class. But then, of course, they don't care about the working class. No, they don't. No, they're all on the same side. That's what brought Trump to us. Peter Brimelow is on KNST AM790, editor of VDARE, letter V D A R E dot com. Uh, website talking all about immigration and illegal immigration. So the RAISE Act by uh, Purdue and Cotton, I think it's great. Um, It limits the amount of uh, legal immigrants. And obviously, I think we agree on this, too. I don't think we need as many legal immigrants, considering we have so many Americans that are looking for jobs. Right. I mean, one of the things, one of the fascinating economic facts about the last 30 or 40 years is that, you know, wages for most Americans have stagnated. And that's even with, uh, with labor force participation dropping for, for most native-born and for, for native-born Americans. And I think, you know, it's just a simple question of supply and demand. If you, if you increase the supply of labor, you drive down its price, i.e. wages. I like cotton, the Cotton Purdue Act. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, it, it's like night and day compared to what we were looking at under George Bush or Obama. Oh, yeah. Which was a massive increase in immigration. I mean, most people don't realize that the gang of aid bill that McCain was involved with. It didn't just amnesty and, you know, vast numbers of illegal immigrants. Nobody knows how many, but, you know, it's going to be far more than they say. But it also massively increased legal immigration. Mm-hmm. They smuggled that through as well. What was the point of that? Well, the point is that's what the Republican donors want. It's, 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 uh, they're trying to get it through under the, under the cover of, of an amnesty, amnesty for illegals. I don't think Cotton Purdue goes far enough. It would reduce legal immigration by about a half over 10 years. Uh, whereas I'm, I'm in favor of a, uh, a moratorium that's no net immigration right now. But it's a good, great start. And as I say, it's like night and day compared to what we're looking at under Bush and Obama. I just hope there's enough people have the guts to vote for it. You know, I, I don't think with the current people in there, the swamp that's in there, they're going to back it. Not enough people. Well, you know, my solution to that, as usual, is bring it up, have a vote, and then prime everybody who votes against it. Exactly. And, but, you know, get it into politics. I mean, the only reason this thing has been able to, this disastrous policy has been able to go on so long is that it's been kept out of politics, kept out of public debate uh, by, by a, you know, bipartisan consensus. I mean, the, but neither, neither party establishment wants this issue to be discussed. And it, but it's nevertheless, it's, it's, it's finally burst forth in the, in the shape of Donald Trump. They deserve him. Yep, and it seems like the public actually backs what that bill wants to do, what Trump wants to do when it comes to immigration and illegal immigration. Right. I mean, it's just I mean, not the polls have consistently shown people don't, don't, don't like, think immigration is too high and ought to be reduced. And that's been the case for 40-odd years. It's just that the political class ignores them. Real quick, uh, Peter, if after hearing this interview, uh, Hillary Conquistador calls you back and says, you know, we don't want to pay you. We realize we screwed the pooch. We want you to come out. Would you accept? We probably would. We, we will go anywhere, anywhere we, can, we can get a conference. And, you know, as I said earlier, we can go to public venues, but they tend to be in the middle of nowhere, and they're small. Uh, that's why we, in the end, really need to have some uh, honorable capitalists to let mm. us. We could fill a thousand, get a thousand people to a conference like this. There's tremendous pent-up demand. What about University of Arizona? Could you see if they could host you or no? It's a public, uh, public yeah. facility. Again, we've, we, you know, that, that's a possibility if, we, if we're going to go to a public facility. Well, man, if you do come down here, man, I'd love to somehow be involved and and uh, and and do more with it because I think it's it's a great debate for people to hear, man. I think it'd be fantastic. 
That's that'd be great. That'd be great. I look forward to it. All right, because uh, remember, yeah, you sleep. you get better Mexican. Me too. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. You'll get better Mexican food down here than you will in Connecticut. I know that for a fact. I grew up on Long Island. We didn't have Mexican food. We had Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's from Texas, and she complains about our Mexican food in Connecticut all the time. I'm telling you, man, it'd been great. Hey, Peter, thank you for the time. I'd love to get you on again in the future. That'd be great. Look forward to it. All right, take care, Peter Brimelo, uh, with vdare.com, letter v d a r e dot com on KNST. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis. Nobody likes getting taken uh, for a fool, right? Nobody likes getting scammed, things like that. I'm telling you, you see all these other alternative, so-called alternative water treatment systems. They think you're going to do a great job. It's going to make the water taste good. It's going to do this, going to do that. And you're, those don't work. They don't work. Uh, and, and that's why I don't want you to get scammed. You know what system does work? The Connecticut Water's whole house hybrid system. You could even get a $600 trading, up to a $600 trading allowance for a unit that does work. Yep, up to 600 bucks to get something that works, something that's going to be great, something that's going to help you actually shower and the soap lathers up, right? It's going to help your skin because it's soft water. Your skin feels better. Your hair feels better. You're not showering in chlorine and chemicals that the city puts in for disinfection. You're not drinking it. If you have a Connecticut Waters whole house hybrid system, you're not drinking those nasty chemicals and the chlorine in your coffee. You're not cooking with it. You don't have to buy cases of bottled water anymore because you get water like like I do in my house. I've had it since March, right out of the tap. It's that good. It really eliminates scale and scum. No more nasty spots in your dishes. No more shower door that has just this the white film on it. Nothing like that. Connecticut system actually works. They've been around since 1970 because there's true science behind their patented technology. That's why they've been able to be in business. They have an A-plus rating with a BBB recommended not only by me, but the experts on everything when it comes to your home, Rosie on the house. So switch from a scam to something that works. Some restrictions apply. Call for details 293-6687 and go to ConnecticutTucson.com.